Hello there, friend. This is Jerry Tyson in The Beacon's Light. The latest issue of the Prophetic Observer is available right now. Articles that look at current events in the light of Scripture. With a subscription to the Prophetic Observer, you'll be able to keep time on God's prophetic clock. Get your copy of the Prophetic Observer today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can also subscribe online, swrc.com. That's swrc.com. It is utter simplicity. The Bible starts in Genesis 1-1 with this basic statement, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. This verse cannot be ignored because it answers major questions. It answers when at the beginning. It answers who God. And it answers what He made everything. It has been said that if one can get past the first five words of Genesis, the rest of the Bible will be no problem. For those who choose not to believe it, the major alternative is evolution. All that science fairy tale requires is that you believe there is no firm starting point, that is no beginning, it just evolved. Bang! Everything came from nothing, and no one did it over the last billions and billions of years. It makes no sense, and it takes more faith than the Bible's account of creation. Foundations, everything needs them, a building, a family, a nation. One would have a hard time imagining starting to build a home without preparing a firm foundation first. Without a good foundation, only a minimum storm would destroy it. It would be a total loss. Nearly everyone would agree that a Mercedes-Benz is a rather fine automobile. No one would accept the idea that one whipped itself together from spare parts in a junkyard the last time there was a strong wind and then it drove itself away. Much less, no thinking person would suggest that there wasn't even a junkyard, just thin air from which it all materialized. Without the foundation of considerable thought and design in the development and engineering, then in the manufacturing and ultimate delivery from the German assembly plant, it would have been impossible to put those vehicles on the showroom floor. A church is made up of people who have trusted Christ as Savior. And the church needs a foundation, too. As the hymn says, the church's one foundation is Jesus Christ, her Lord. The foundational basis for any church is biblical doctrine. Unfortunately, in today's world of compromise and a Rodney Kingish can't we all just get along mentality, Doctrine is being thrown out in favor of whatever remains at the lowest common denominator of beliefs. During much of the past century, mergers between denominations continued at a fast pace. 
the purpose-driven movement has added a new dimension to that downward slide. Most churches are united something or another. Doctrine is forsaken in favor of size and unity. Foundations crumble. The church today is irrelevant in American society. Some believe it will only be a matter of time until it will whimper off into a corner of oblivion. Granted, that will never happen, but no longer does the entertainment industry worry about Christian sensibilities when it scripts its TV programs and movies. They swipe at everything a Bible believer holds dear. Some TV programs have even begun to use the Lord's name in profanity. Very little at first, but soon it will be as common as it is in the workplace. Satan has carefully chipped away at the foundations so he can undermine the influence of the church and Bible preaching. Modern science, we're told, doesn't need God since he's irrelevant. A large segment of so-called Christianity thinks man is improving conditions on earth so that someday we will hand over the keys to the Lord and tell him, okay, you can drive it now. We've got it all fixed. On what planet have they been living? Nevertheless, at the beginning, it was God and only God who spoke and by the authority of his words, the worlds were formed. And, by the way, he did it in six days, not six billion years, but six 24-hour periods. Surely a god with that power could create things that had apparent age, not requiring gazillions of years to erode riverbeds or layers of dirt sediment. Genesis 1.16 uses just a few words to describe a major portion of creation. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. It's almost funny when one reads that verse. God made the sun and the moon. That was no mean task. Our sun is an average star, not unusual as stars go, but it is only one of billions. It is almost as if the writer had moved on in the narrative and suddenly remembered, oh yeah, God made the stars too. No big deal. It just took a few minutes. He didn't even break a sweat. If you've ever seen some of the pictures sent back by the Hubble Space Telescope, you surely have stared in amazement at the colors, the beauty, and the infinity of the solar systems and star alignments in the universe. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. That is an amazingly simple statement, but it is also so complex that it has confounded the minds of scientists since the first one of them looked up and noticed the movement of the heavenly constellations, the seasons, the variety of life forms, and man himself the ultimate foundations were laid by an all-wise and loving God. Others followed who, through service and devotion, were given the task to add to that foundation. Then more and more put their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ to build the church of believers who will be someday taken to heaven to be with the Lord for all eternity. 
The Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 3.10 wrote, According to the grace of God which is given unto me as a wide master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. You and I, friend, are called to work on the building project. We are no longer at the beginning of it, but very close to the end. Our faithfulness to the task will result in others being added to the church that is redeemed by the blood of Christ. 1 Peter 2, verses 2 through 8, describes the church building process this way. As newborn babes, Desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby. If so be, ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious, to whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of man, but chosen of God and precious, ye also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Sion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Unto you therefore which believe, he is precious. But unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallow, the same is made the head of the corner and a stone of stumbling, and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. What man makes ultimately deteriorates and crumbles. What God has made will stand forever. In the Beacon's Light is a production of Beacon Street Media. Feel free to contact us at www.swrc.com. This is Jerry Tyson reminding you that when we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sins.